Who never do for do? Yeah, wings with friends. Ah, wings with friends. You got to get the wings to be with the friends. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Wings with Friends. I'm your host, Mary Upchurch. How are you? I hope you guys are all doing well. And I'm doing really well because I'm here with two wonderful, wonderful people and amazing comedians. Please welcome from the Secret Opinion Podcast, Mark Bookwalter and Emily Davis. Hello. Hi. Howdy. (laughs) How are you two? Pretty good. Um, We just enjoyed some delicious wings. So yeah, I cannot wait to hear about these wings (laughs) because I didn't really get a chance to dive into too many wings when I was in Bloomington, but I need to know about them. Okay. Um, (laughs) Mark and Emily are comedians from Bloomington, Indiana, and they both, uh, they, they have a podcast called secret opinion, but I first met Mark at the cloud top comedy festival in Santa Fe. That's right. That was a fun time. It was. Uh, that was a lot. Like 2019, right before the pandemic, Whoa. September 2019. That was my good year. Like like that a was lot a of good year. <laughs> a lot and of 2020 good... was supposed to be was supposed to be so much better with all the shows and festivals mm-hmm. I got booked. And we then, networked uh, so much. Yeah. Yep. Um, there you go. But it was a fun festival. I'd never been to uh, to Santa Fe before. It was it was cool. It was really neat. And I'm glad. And that's where I met you and Matt and which got me interested in limestone. And I'm glad limestone happened, you know, at least, um, it it could happen. So it was, it was worth it. And so Emily, I met you this year at limestone and I thought you were the nicest. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself, Emily. I know you're a comedian. How long have you been doing comedy? Ooh, I think, um, probably about five years I've been doing comedy, um, mainly as a comedy addict, but, um, you skirt around, travel around when I can and do some, uh, a lot of, uh, Midwest shows. So love it. Um, it's been fun. I like it a lot. I love Midwest shows. I feel like they really appreciate comedy. Yeah. I yeah. feel like, um, audiences are very, not always, but mostly pretty respectful. Um, they like want to be there, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Like you came to entertain us. Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> yeah i think the club too not to hop on your tail but i no, think our fine. club too and our, our home club which is you know obviously i'm biased because it's my home club but i think mm-hmm. it's the best club in the country but i think you know we get a little bit spoiled working that you know coming up in that club because yeah. you know they are like really good great crowds there are definitely some places in the midwest you can pop into where it's like Ugh. but yeah for the most part yeah. jared has done a good job of very intentionally training audiences like how to watch comedy which is why I think like festivals like Limestone do well, the festival Limestone does so well because like everybody knows like how to watch. I don't talk back. I know what to expect. Like they're um, expecting not to be like, this sounds super like uppity, but like the artistry in comedy rather than like, oh, that's just some dude up there talking like, which I like. Yes. And I've heard about this in different places and I've heard it's like that, like in London, or if you go to Europe that people just appreciate it more and they don't sit there and go, I could do that, you know, or whatever. They're yeah. just they're listening. Um, and also, you know, one of my friends, he started the, um, he started the big sky comedy festival in Billings. Yeah. And I think from what I know, it sounds, you know, it's, he really brought comedy to that area and like 
and the, and he, he would tell me how like the audiences are a little, they're, they're picky because they've had such good comedy. Yeah. Um, so they expect a lot. And that's kind of what it reminds me too. Like you could, the comedy out of gets such great names Mm-hmm. And stuff we don't even get out west too often. Who's yeah. been your favorite people and shows to work with at the Comedy Attic? Well, for me, I mean, easy for me. Uh, I mean, there's been so many good shows I've seen there, but working there, um, my very first feature weekend, a couple, maybe three years ago at this point, maybe two years ago, my first feature weekend at the club was with Beth Stelling, who is one of, if not my favorite working comedians like mm-hmm. I think she's amazing so that was really fun and she was great and like super nice and super cool and full of advice and just it was really great it was a it was a great weekend but I've seen so many I mean I've seen Dana Gold there perform mm-hmm. where people were just fainting there they couldn't catch their breath like he was just like yeah stuff like that but those shows where you get to watch someone who's been doing it for so long mm-hmm. just murder and like it's just a really cool place to like watch these people you know perform and and even the even like the huge like John Mulaney was there where no one you couldn't even sit down like people were standing up on the sides well I think we were the first place he ever did his horse joke because when he did it Jared was like well I told him that was like that's your winner this sounds like such a cheesy story but and then he was like oh I wrote that like on the way over here (laughs) but I took my dad to that weekend and my dad is like a pretty even keel guy he doesn't like crack up or get like emotional or anything like that but he was laughing very hard and that was very nice to see like um you can bring pretty much anyone there I think my favorite person that I've worked with is Ron Funches and that's because he was like my first favorite comic yeah Uh, so then I asked to work with him when I first started hosting weekends and he was the first comic I think I ever saw live because I saw him at the attic and um I told him and he was very nice and he talked about me on his podcast which was very sweet of him and then he asked for me again next year so it's like it's just nice when like I don't know it's you don't get to work like we don't get a lot of open mic shows but we do get a lot of like solid work that's That's true (laughs) there's an open mic every day of the week now that's true but we haven't traditionally but we've still gotten a lot of good and we shouldn't no no offense (laughs) Mary how do you feel like your scene is with that kind of thing well well it's great and <laughs> around 2018 2019 I started working like the big clubs here in town and like opening like you were like you are and then in the pandemic there was just a lot of like changes a lot of staff changes mm-hmm. one of the book the booker left and um I feel like they don't know me anymore and I'm like what is going on and so I've been really frustrated but mm-hmm. Um, that's really just caused me to like lean into the clubs who do, do book me and then also work on getting things like out of state and other things. And eventually they'll, they'll know me or I don't, I don't know what it is. And of course your mind always goes to something like they hate me. Um, right. but, um, but I'm just trying to focus on the things I can't, I do get. So we have, we have like three, two, three, like a clubs. And then we have a bunch of like B clubs, which sounds like an insult, but they're just really good rooms um, that are um, not as big or don't get like those headliners, but like maybe just a little bit, um, slightly up and coming, you know? Um, yeah, I did a weekend two weeks ago with Ryan Sickler at house of comedy. And it was like so much fun. Yeah. His fans were amazing. And his merch game, it was just like a, a like a, a masterclass in the merch and the fans and the 
it was so cool. It was a really mm-hmm. good time. So, so that's, yeah. I mean, and then there's, we've got bar shows and open mics. And so oh. it's a pretty busy scene. It's, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Do you have any merch right now that you're pushing? I don't have any right now. I did have um, Phoenix Funny shirts and koozies that I would sell mm-hmm. when I was barely a feature. So that probably, <laughs> um, right now, like, a lot, though. people like they really get into the merch game real quick. It's like, I'm yeah. still doing open mics. It's like someone's slinging me a button, <laughs> it's like some open micers giving me all sorts of different stuff. I never really sold too many. I sold a couple, but in Sacramento, there is a couple who love my shirt. And during the pandemic, she sent me a picture of her husband or boyfriend she was like, this is his favorite shirt. He wears it everywhere. Do you have any more? And like, I was ah. like, yeah, let me just send them to you. And then I saw them again at a show that I, a one nighter I did there. And she was like, um, let us know when you get more shirts because he got paint on it. <gasps> and I'm like, oh my God. So I have like five good fans and I love them. Like, <laughs> like, yes. And, um, my friends still take pictures with the koozies. So I kind of want to get the koozies again because I would give them out or just do like by donation. Yeah. I had koozies. Yeah. I had, uh, I had you? dragons. Yeah, I did for a long I still have some. You say Dungeons and Dragons? I have one? Yeah, you can. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, it, was, it said Dad's a Dragon. It's like a, a punchline to one of my bits. Yeah. And uh, I had on a koozie and stickers and pins. And uh, I would just like do pay whatever you want mm-hmm. to pay. And, you know, most of the time it was a dollar. That seems like to be a popular option for pay what you want. But, you know, there's, there was a couple of times where, you know, people would give you 20 bucks for a koozie and nice. that kind of stuff. And I'd give them two when they gave me like 10. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd always like, like throw in a sticker or a button. It's like, and the fun, the best part though is like they give you a 20. They're like, no, yeah, you're great. No, whatever. You're hilarious. I'll get one of those koozies. You know, here's $20. I'm like, oh, that's awesome, man. We'll take a sticker. And they're like, no, no, I'm not. I just want my favorite story about this, and yeah, I'm going to, I can't help but share it right now. It's my yeah. story, but I was doing this brewery, brewery fundraiser for an animal sanctuary. And everybody was like, oh, you've got to meet Judy. You've got to meet Judy. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll meet Judy. No big deal. And I had done my set. And then I was, I was selling my koozies and I was giving, going to give the money to the animal sanctuary. So I get to this one woman and she looks fancy. She's got these big glasses. And she was like, um, Judy Todd is David Spade's mom. And oh. I had no idea until somebody kind of told me. And then she was like, oh my gosh, you're great. And she was like, how much are they? And I said, well, whatever you want to pay, you know, I, uh, I'm going to give it back to the sanctuary. And she goes, no, here. And she like, she wanted the koozie in every color. And she gave me $20. She goes, this is for you. Don't give this away. So she gave me like 40 bucks. And I was like, she's like, don't give up. Don't <laughs> David went through hell. And I was just like, oh, this is amazing. What a sweetheart. She was great. Yeah. And now he's, I, when he had that show on Netflix right before the pandemic, like she'd be on it and she's kind of visible in his world. But I was like, yeah, because yeah. he's from here, which you kind of forget. Yeah, yeah. And the point is, I always tell people, like even at work, like the people I train, I'm like, you just, you got to talk to people, you got to network and you never yeah. know how to meet, you know, and whatever. So, oh, good times. <laughs> <laughs> so well, cool. uh, I'm really bad at, at networking and stuff, but there's some, when I, when I, you know, meet somebody and it works out, it's fine. Like there's a bunch of people from that Kyle Top festival that were, was around for limestone. It was cool. Like, and it just so happened to be the people that I, <laughs> talk to at cloud top which is good when i wasn't 
hiding in my hotel and <laughs> away from people because I'm so bad at networking. <laughs> well, what I have found, like, if you see somebody a second time, then like they think a world friends, like I know you and they connect. <laughs> yeah. My first year doing festivals, I was like, how come everybody knows each other and they know, they know <laughs> yeah. that they're hanging out and I'm not like that or I'm not in the group. And then the, the first time I went and I saw people I knew, it was like, Mary, you know, and yeah. I think the only, one of the terrible things about the pandemic, like anything you did right before the pandemic, it's like any weak relationships feel like they fell by the wayside's. Like, yeah, yeah. Sure. thought I was going to see these people again. And then it's like, I might never see these people again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of festivals, so when I were at Limestone, I really felt, and I felt like this way about you, Emily, a little bit about you, Mark, but I already knew you. You guys were really like, I want to say you were like the inclusion specialist. Like you guys were so kind and welcoming. One, is that just who you are? Or two, and two, tell me about why that's important at a, at a comedy event like that. I mean, I'm assuming you think it's important, but yeah, for sure. Um, it wasn't my intention to be inclusive. Uh, I just was like, I guess my thinking was like, I like this person. I think they're funny and they should get a little support. Um, and it feels good when people do that for me. So like, why would I not give that to someone else? Uh, especially when they're like, you know, very funny and good and, you know, we deserve it. We don't always get our accolades in comedy. Um, so that's my thought. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think Emily is much sweeter, more, she's sweeter than I am. But I think I'm also like, <laughs> I can be a, just, a, I, just a scotch more spicy. But like, you know, the green, you know, we all know green rooms and how the trope of green rooms and stuff. And I've been in them, you know, mm -hmm. just for like six years and stuff. But we all know the green room trope. Everyone's, you know, oh, they're all old, grumpy old people and they're going to, chew your head off or be dicks and that is mm -hmm. true that can totally definitely still be true 100 percent. but also you know and it, there's some times where it could feel that way in our own green room when i first started and but mm -hmm. i think that for the most part everyone in our scene has always been more hippy dippy ish sort of welcoming kind of people for the most part yeah and i think it's even more so now that me and emily's generation are sort of near the 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 top of you know we are the feature set now and the older people who were doing it have either taken a little bit of step back because of the pandemic or have just kind of moved on in other ways or moved to New York or moved to LA mm -hmm. so and I think we both work her more than me for sure <laughs> work hard, hard to kind of like get that stigma out of that the green room and maybe like I think we both still think that you should come in, kind of do the work, mm -hmm. write jokes and be good at joke writing and like, don't come in with a big head and like, don't write anything and think you're great. If not that you are a beginner by any means. Not you. No, I'm saying <laughs> no, you. No, just no. saying in, in yeah, yeah, comedy uh, in general. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm I just saying feel in like, general. Not, definitely not you. Yeah. No, like high, high tides raise all ships. Like having yeah. a good community, like only makes us all better. Like you don't, get better from like I guess having a, a, a grumpy environment where nobody likes each other like everybody does their best work if they are, are feeling comfortable and good and I, so and I think it's really. like if I don't like somebody or I think their comedy is bad Mark will say it for sure <laughs> <laughs> not all the time but like but it's usually unless you're a jerk 
and honestly, if you're a jerk, then I probably won't ever say anything to you about your comedy at all. Mm-hmm. Like there's definitely been people I've just didn't like them on a personal level and you won't see me talk about their comedy in the slightest. Mm-hmm. But then there's like some people like, you know, who you get to know and it, it happens a lot when I get to know them, you know, where I'll, I'll just be, I'll make some sort of joke. I think because I'm just joking around. With it. But it's also meant out of a place of like, I don't have any beef with you. Like it's just a rib, or it's just of like, course. I want well, that's the highest form of flattery if people are right, right, right. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I think that's really important. And I and I and I identify with what you say there because I do I feel like that too in my scene where it's like maybe we moved, we're not freshmen anymore, maybe we're like sophomores or juniors and becoming seniors because mm-hmm. people moved on, and then there's a bunch of new people. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that, and it's funny, like I got into stand-up because it is individual, but yeah. I do notice now there are people watching me or people even looking up to me and I don't want to be a dick. I don't want, and I'm thinking about women mostly in terms of like, I don't want the, cause I think they look at me and go, Oh, wow. You know, she's one of the few female comedians around. Mm-hmm. And then if they meet you and you're an asshole, yeah. that is the worst. Yeah. And the opposite is true too. There was a girl I ran into at the, in, in Vegas last weekend in a, and we were watching like an industry panel and I recognized her cause she had friended me, but I'd never met her. And I was like, yeah, come sit here. And she was like, so happy. I asked her to sit by me. And I was just like, yeah. you guys, and, and I'm like, I like that. Like if I can make somebody's day and then they want to keep doing this and keep moving forward, like okay. I'm happy to be that person. Cause I've had that happen. Then you just, you think the world of them. I think that's um, too, like with our scene, I think it's kind of in certain ways it, tri- it trickles down like that because the first like I had a lot of respect for, for the comedy attic. And when I started doing comedy, I didn't perform at the open mic there for nine. I did comedy for nine months before I even did the open mic there once. And mm-hmm. I just didn't want to eat shit on that, on that stage. Like I wanted to go there and feel kind of comfortable. Of course, after nine months, I still didn't know anything, but like <laughs> I wanted to feel comfortable at least. And, mm-hmm. and when I remember that after I did the first one, Matt, uh, Matt Alano Martin, who runs Limestone and you know all that kind of stuff touring comedian he came up to me after the show and shook my hand and said hey you know you should keep doing this come back and it was like he as a working comedian you know who's performed all over the country and all the stuff he didn't have to take the time to do he didn't have to say shit to me you know what I mean yeah and that helps you know that helps me like okay like because I'm the kind of guy who even if I kill like I come off going I could have done better. yeah we're so hard on ourselves Mm-hmm. And that's good to hear, like, for someone that didn't have to do that. I almost think of it like it's like my compliments purse. You know, you d- like this person said, "Hey, good job." This booker said, "Yeah, we'll get you in." David's Spade's mom said, "Don't give up." Like, try to yeah. keep that in this imaginary purse for when I'm feeling like crap, and be <laughs> like, "No, wait." Like Judy Todd said, Don't. "Yeah." So, yeah. so yeah, I, that is it's so powerful, and it's like I want to have that impact on people versus the opposite of like what a bitch you know and and I want people saying good things about me when I'm not around you know it's like right so selfish I know there are (laughs) scenes where it's like you got to work your way up and like and I think also that just comes with like having bigger scenes like I'm sure it's harder when you have so many comics it's like if you can stick it out then great job but um we have like a pretty small scene. So it's not like we're, you know, chasing white people with bats. So I, get, I mean, with, well, with the college, the open mic can get pretty, Mark has to chase yeah. me away from a bat or with a bat <laughs> all the time. And a bat. Yeah. 
But I think too, it goes all the way up to like the you know national headliners because you hear you know we get to work with all sorts of people with the club and like and with limestone and all that kind of stuff and like there's definitely been people who you know I won't say names obviously but like headliners who are real fucking jerks who've like made people cry and like and and they haven't even been around that long you know what I mean <laughs> it's just like who like it, I think it's even out of the little microcosm of our individual scenes it's still like a pecking order but then you get guys like and I will say their name because they were nice like uh Brian Regan who was super nice mm-hmm. and like very uh, you know super sweet dude and took comedians out and like paid for their dinners and bought them drinks and all sorts of stuff. like he was just a yeah. nice dude full of advice and that's so yeah. nice mm-hmm. i love that who knows why the mean ones are mean but cut out the rude baloney yeah <laughs> well and i think i mean hopefully in a few years that'll be us we're, we're you know people will be like oh my gosh mark yeah. emily mary they are so great <laughs> um so, okay, so we all established we are the best of the best of people. Very um, all sweethearts. <laughs> what'd you say? We're all sweethearts. We really are. Um, I'm going to flip on you guys and start being rude real soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like I can be a monster, but it's only to my friends and family. Like, oh, very sure. fair. Yeah. My poor parents get the worst of it where I'm like, no! <laughs> <laughs> Emily's terrible me all the time. That's true. I'm just constantly <laughs> bullying Mark online and in person. <laughs> so you guys had some wings. That's what yes. brought us yeah. here together. I am so excited. Tell me, first tell me about like, how did you do it? Uh, where did you go? And then kind of get more granular as you go, but start with like, what was your thought process and what did you do? Well, uh, so we both got, um, a, a wing allotment and I was originally going to pick some up on my way home from work, heading over to Mark's, but we switched it up and Mark ordered some and we got, um, Bloomington local treasure, uh, Buffalo wild wings. <laughs> i went to a wing place but i was there and apparently it was game day at indiana university and i was like oops yeah i shouldn't be here right now that would be buffaloes which i will everyone loves buffaloes um i dated someone for like a year and a half who was you dated buffalo yeah i dated buffalo (laughs) i dated louis and um uh she was uh super into her own wings but i feel like they're <laughs> fine um they i feel like all of buffalo East flavors taste like buffalo even if it's like barbecue or like garlic parmesan I'm like this just tastes okay. like buffalo. so that's my personal opinion that's fair enough so you went to buffalo wild wings which you know you know what to expect there tell me a little bit about it <laughs> well you did uh, the ordering well yeah i just asked well, i like buffalo myself i like just traditional wings but uh mel my girlfriend and emily i asked them both what they wanted and they both said barbecue no heat <laughs> individually <laughs> separate from each other so i got barbecue um and then i didn't want in case one of them didn't like the barbecue i didn't want to get buffalo because they both didn't like buffalo mm-hmm. so i got garlic parmesan which, if I'm not going to get buffalo, that's going to be my second choice, probably. Garlic, garlic parm, parm, yeah. Yeah, if I can't the, eat, then it's going to be garlic parmesan. At buffalo Wild, it's funny how people do garlic parm different, like, everywhere you go. Because at mm-hmm. Buffalo Wild Wings, it almost tastes like a Caesar dressing. Like, it's it's a, a mm-hmm. little bit wet. 
Um, yeah. Not ours. Ours were dry. Both of them <laughs> were dry as they were not the best. I'll say that. I will be, I will say it was a hundred percent better than not having wings in my mouth. Yes. And I'm not typically a picky eater. So th- maybe that's just me, but I enjoyed yeah. them. You got traditional yeah. barbecue and garlic parm? No, no traditional. Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't just, get traditional. Yeah. I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to get it as the second choice in the special that I ordered uh, in case they didn't like the barbecue. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to have two options. Were there I, any, I personally like traditional. Were there any wings on the list that you were curious about, but you didn't get because you're like, oh, it's too crazy. But what would you try if, if? There was one that was like, since no one else who was eating with me liked hot stuff, I didn't get, but they had like some ghost pepper thing oh, that I wanted see, to try. That's why I said low heat because I like a little spice, but when you say spicy, people are like, I got you ghost pepper. <laughs> <laughs> like they go above and beyond. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, I would do like a, I like a chipotle. Um, I like a, like a normally they have like a sweet chili. Yeah, I like those. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like heat. I like traditional heat, but like it depends on like the mood really. Like some days I feel like just enjoying the flavor of buffalo yes. wings yes. Uh, without it feeling like I'm in a competition. But other yeah. days I do want a little want to see how hot so- something is. I'll get traditional like buffalo when I really want to eat like some blue cheese and some celery and like kind of have that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I have, there's a large menu, I really, I love a like lemon pepper and some of the dry Ooh. rubs. Um, I don't know if it's Buffalo Wild Wings or maybe it's a local place. Sometimes you can find um, salt and vinegar, which is no, a they have it at Buffalo Wild Wings. They do I have inter- it. I was interested about that. I was I, I should I buy it next time I'm there. I need to buy it. And it's just, it's just like Ooh. eating the chips and it burns your lips and it's so good. I haven't I have to had check that. that out. I was interested when I saw it. I don't eat like, I like wings, but I don't eat them very often. It's too much work. You can't really get like yeah. satisfied. <laughs> we didn't eat a lot of wings or like any growing up in my household, just cause that wasn't like, that's, I, I guess neither of my parents are really into it but like so whenever I I was telling my girlfriend this recently whenever I eat wings I kind of feel like a little bit of a fraud like I'm like oh I'm faking like I'm someone who eats wings <laughs> and that's such a ridiculous response do you want to know what I do when I eat wings what I uh, I pretend like I'm a giant and they're huge turkey eggs <laughs> what I do because I'm a child. I love, see, wings kind of bring out like all of this inner <laughs> stuff. I think it's neat. I think the when I started eating wings, um, I went to, I went to this bar with my friend and her 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 brother and his friends were always like the cool people. Yeah. And we went to this place because it was like 15 cent wings or some shit like that. And they were very good. They had like an interesting kind of buffalo barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I started eating wings. Like it was just this community. It was like a thing to do, not necessarily yeah. like what we're eating, but it was just like, you know, let's go do this because of this. I think for me, it was because we live in a college town. So the, yeah. like at some point there's, they're going to have 10 cent wing night. And then me as like a poor crust punk kid downtown with no money. It's like, I could scrounge up couple bucks and we can eat like kings this will be great <laughs> and now they're not cheap like that anymore mm-hmm. yeah. which that's Dumb hard that's been hard artisan <laughs> <laughs> artisan wings at the buffalo wild wings yeah that's how we get it 
So, okay, well then let's dive further into your wing constitutions, okay? I have about six <laughs> questions to ask you. And when I ask you this, just know, it's not like you have to do this for the rest of your life, but just, you know, what's your first choice? You know, like if just off the top, you know, whatever, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna, let's see. Well, when we do this, we'll do Emily first, then Mark, okay? Okay, yeah. So yeah. Emily and then Mark, cause I'm gonna write I'm it down. Okay, Emily and Mark, do you prefer the drummy or the flat when you eat wings? Flat. I used to do um, boneless, if I'm honest, but I'm I'm leaning more into bone. Okay, that's <laughs> you're weak. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna make a joke because I'm a lesbian. That is fair. <laughs> I do like to make fun of people who eat bo like boneless, like that's just a chicken nugget. But the truth is, when I don't want to deal with it and I want to just eat chicken and flavor, yes. I, I get the boneless. It's so easy. Yeah, but that's not the podcast. Like you, <laughs> yeah. we're not gonna get rid. But I and I have done vegan wings and I've done other things for the guest. You know, mm -hmm. like uh, you know, Rena Calm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's, a, she's a vegan. And so I think she was one of the first where we got like cauliflower wings or something. They're very good. Okay. Um, Holly, Holly is too. Holly, oh, oh yeah. Holly Lynette. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Mark, what okay. was your choice? Uh, drum. I'm a drumstick boy. Oh my gosh. Already. This is perfect. <laughs> I'm a drumstick boy. Okay. When you, if you dip, when mm -hmm. you dip, we dip um, <laughs> ranch or blue cheese or neither or both. Uh, ranch. You, yeah, Mark? I think it depends on the wing, but I'm just going to imagine that it's traditional buffalo style wings. And in that case, blue cheese all mm -hmm. the way. Mm. I did blue cheese today, but just because that was the sauce I, I, I picked and then just had it. So I ate it. <laughs> I love also, when someone's got a good blue cheese. Yeah, yeah. That blue cheese better have chunks in it. If you give me some runny, no chunky blue cheese, uh, game over. Yeah. It needs to be chunky. I'm suing your establishment. <laughs> <laughs> um, that I, for me, that was such an acquired taste. Like as I got older, I wanted blue cheese more, but not when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I think I've always liked it. Really? Oh, you must it. be very much oh, an old soul. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's it. <laughs> okay. What about carrot, celery? Do you do the veggies both or neither? Both. Okay. Mm -hmm. so you're going to get a V for veggie. And then Mark, do you do this carrot? Neither. Get them out of here. Oh my God. You guys are like the perfect wing companions. All right. When you think about a wing that you want to get, do you want it to be dry rub or sauced? Sauced. Easy. I don't think I've ever eaten a dry rub wing, honestly. Yeah. There. Sauced all the way. All right. And then, okay. If you had your choice, you would you rather have your wing fried, baked, grilled, or smoked? Fried. I think fried. Yeah, sure. that's your traditional bar wing, you know. But yeah. um, a guy I had on a couple weeks ago, he was at a place where they smoked them and then flash fried them. That Ooh. sounds great. Yeah. I would and definitely then, like to try that. Yeah, if I'm at home, some you know that's when I would bake them probably. But you know, yeah. a bar wing, it's gonna be fried. Mm -hmm. yeah, um. Sure. Okay. Last question: How many wings can you eat? What's your number? Hmm. <laughs> This is hard because I'll also get a side and I feel like that's very necessary to my wing experience. Mm -hmm. um, but that does cut down on my number. Um, I'm, if it really came down to it, 
I, I think I could probably do 12, <laughs> but that, I feel like that's low. What's the perfect side to you with your wings? Uh, so Wingstop wings have the best fries in existence. Yeah. Um, so those today we did tots. I enjoyed them a lot. Mark wasn't into them. Yes. <laughs> but I love a tot. Tots and we had pretzel knots. Ooh, yeah. Good for good. you guys. I wish I was there <laughs> eating with you. We really did it up. You know, when and and most of the time we do this podcast in person and we'd go to the restaurant and like I can't just get wings. You know what I mean? I'm like, let's try this, <laughs> let's try that. Yeah. Um sure. Gwen's uncle and I went to um it was a chain. I didn't know it, it was like a hot chicken chain. Mm-hmm. And I got like so much stuff, but they were connected wings. They were the full quarter or whatever. But, Ooh, I've never done their wings. Joella's? Yeah. Yes. They're... And I had to run to the bathroom in the middle of the recording. <laughs> <laughs> their sandwiches are so good, but I don't know that I've done their wings. Their I size like their are... chicken and waffles. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. yeah. what was yours, your side? My side? Mm-hmm. Was that, the question was numbers, right? <laughs> oh, sorry. I lost. Uh... The thing with the number is it just depends, and this is going to sound silly, but it's true. It depends on if I'm with someone or if I'm alone. <laughs> That's going to be the real question. If Let's go I'm on with, your own. If I'm on my own, get out of town. I could eat 20 wings easy, f- flat. I, I mean, I could push 30 if I'm on a, on a bad day, emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I'm having a bad emotional day, I could push 30. But let's say just regular, I could eat 20 wings easy peasy. Yeah, okay. And like- it also kind of depends, like, these were, like, the Buffalo Wild Wings are actually surprisingly large. Like, I thought because yeah. it was a chain, they'd be, like, kind of skimpy. But they're actually pretty big. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So, and and your number's your number. It's whatever it is, that that's fine. Well, and- and sometimes it depends on like, am I hungry? Am I, is it a happy hour? Am I drinking? Am I, do I have a side? Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that. So Emily, your wing constitution is F-R-V-S-F-12. F-R-V-S-F-12. <laughs> and Mark, yours is D-B-X-S-F-20. What? Sounds like a robot. I like- yeah, like you can put this on your LinkedIn. Um, like if you just really yeah I make the same joke every single time but but my point is you guys are good wing companions because you know the flat and the drummy that's a really good like you know um Mm -hmm. some people are wing fluid they can eat both or they like whatever like maybe their other person is eating they want them to be happy I find Mm -hmm. it's nice when some people like the veggies and others don't because then like in this case you can eat all the veggies yeah um I like it you know, having a ranch and a blue cheese, I think that's pretty good. If both people like blue cheese, it's kind of like, and I'm thinking of in any kind of partnership, but it's like, then you seek out good blue cheese together. Yeah. And then like 20 and 12, you know, it's like, Hey, let's get three dozen. You know, it's like a good number. (laughs) I'm sure you talked about this. What are yours? Like, what's your, Oh yeah. I am. I'm kind of close to you, Emily. I am an FB vdf 12 so i like a flat you're also a 12 yeah a 12 yeah but also i don't want to share that 12 like that's fair <laughs> that's fair you yeah. know what one of my best memories is me and my best friend going to a sports bar called marley's and we're like we're getting our own wings we're each getting our own dozen like do not <laughs> you know? yeah and um 
and kind of underrated, not underrated flavor. I don't get all the time, but like a, it's like a honey hot, which I like. Ooh. I don't see that everywhere. Yeah. What are golden, hot, golden medium, you know, and some good. Mm-hmm. Bougie, yeah. Oh, now I want to eat wings. <laughs> well, thank you for playing. Now, you know, your wing constitution. Yeah. Um, if, if you want to let people know, like what kind of people you really are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so nice I love it thank you so much so let me see here you guys have a podcast called secret opinions I was lucky mm-hmm. enough to be on it how did that come about what made you want to do it on that topic of, of understanding people's secret thoughts and feelings um I think uh okay back up was it you <laughs> that had the idea or one of us I okay so I started doing this bit on stage, like right before the pandemic, where I essentially um, stand on a chair and make the audience cheer for my bad opinions. And (laughs) it's very fun for me and I make them very silly. And uh, I don't know if that was the beginning of it, but that was the beginning of me being like, I'm gonna talk about these things. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, I, I, I think, I had this idea, I wanted to, I can't remember what it was. I think it was either the Beatles aren't that great. Someone was just yapping at me about how great the Beatles were. And in my mind, like, yes, fine, they're fine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But also, whatever, fuck the Beatles. I don't care, you know, I don't care. But right. I would never say that in front of anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I don't care enough about it. You know, it's just a silly thing. It's not like hard and fast. I don't- No one's really, getting hurt. Yeah, right. I don't, and so I wanted to do this, uh, you know, I want like I think Emily refined it way more than I ever could, and I still think she's better at it than me because like her opinions are very silly and like mostly because I don't really believe my opinions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. what is just going to be fun to argue? Emily, um, what was your hottest secret opinion like that you did on stage that got a lot of reaction and and really made you think of this? Um. Ooh. Uh, examples. I, I, the first one is like drive throughs should sell tampons, boxes, and Lucy's. <laughs> um, <laughs> I say Blue's Clues was the gateway to a generation obsessed with true crime. From that point, I would just started getting weird. The one that people get upset about, <laughs> which makes me laugh, is I say it's good that I have pre-diabetes. And then everyone's <laughs> like, what? And then I am like... Um, cause whenever something is too sweet and it makes me dizzy, I get to feel what it's like to have a crush on me. I'm just doing bits now, ah, <laughs> but just like stuff like that, that I'm like, this is very silly and means nothing, but is fun to say. Oh, I love it. That's the joy of the podcast too. And like putting it down on paper, basically. Um, it was called something else because when I had the idea to like, let's like do a podcast and I, uh, I, it was something else that was like more my side of it like less silly what was it called do you remember i don't remember but we couldn't do it because there was like too many podcasts with it it was just that's a feeling isn't it typing your idea into itunes and seeing if it comes (laughs) up and you're like please no please no please no yeah unpopular opinion yeah it was called unpopular opinion oh there is because everyone's like unpopular opinion but blah, blah 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 so it's like more of like a snarky way of of saying things which probably fits more in our personality i could be a little less silly than Emily. Yeah. but then we she refined it more into just being having a good time because 
at the heart of it, I don't care about these opinions. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that makes it interesting is like these silly little things that you don't really care about, but you won't, you don't talk about to people because they'll think you're a weirdo. And we could just, just have like fun friends on and talk like hang out and be silly with them which is nice which is why it was so nice to have you on yeah and like what we're doing here it's like it's not really about the wings it's just right. about fun friends <laughs> um while you're talking I was thinking about how uh, I kind of had the opinion like Chick-fil-a is not that great and like yeah. everything just goes crazy for chick but I do like and I think there's a lot of things like that where the first time I had it I'm like what's the big deal right and, and I was opposed with their you know their beliefs so then I didn't have to deal with it and yeah. then it slowly crept in. Like I had a nugget somewhere and I had some of the Chick-fil-A sauce and I was like, Ooh, is this good? It's the sauces yeah. I like more than that. It's the, definitely the- something. Yeah, I agree. But like, I'm like, I'm not going to buy it, but if it's served at a work lunch, then I'm like, okay. <laughs> and that's what kind of opened it up for me. And of course I only want it on Sundays. Um, but you know what else is trippy to me? A lot of these places that have such a limited menu, like In-N-Out yeah. Burger is like that, but In-N-Out Burger is is delicious. But Chick-fil-A too, I was like, is that, this is it? You know, like this is my choices. Yeah. yeah. That's also, good enough. Hmm? Oh, go ahead. I want to talk shit about Chipotle too, but yeah. I think that's something I'm kind of coming along to. And it's like, well, if everybody likes it, it must be good. And then you start liking it. It's weird. Yeah. It's just advertising or social pressure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. It's yeah. something. And but in uh in our podcast, it's a safe space to say however you feel. No pressure. We say so, that and then sometimes people say opinions and we are like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell I did tell because we get people to write in with their uh secret opinions. Some people do it anonymously, some people don't, but I have told some people to fuck off. God, I can't remember what it was. One was someone said Beyonce wasn't as good as oh, yeah. everyone says she is. Someone's like, Beyonce's not that great. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> we do draw the lines somewhere. <laughs> yes, <sir>. yourself. <laughs> oh, that is fun. And it's um, always like, feel like the stuff in, I, I think is really fun is that stuff, you know, that some people carry into adulthood I have not anymore because I'm super old but into like my 20s and 30s where like that sort of teenage thing where you don't want to say your opinion because of that sort of peer pressure thing where it's like oh my crew won't like me if they find Mm -hmm. out I like musicals they'll kick me out of the punk club (laughs) or whatever I struggle with this um I graduated high school in 96 so I don't know where you're at around there or if you can relate to that but I graduated high school in 99 okay so kind of close I feel like and this has affected me the rest of my life is that I went to school during the grunge era where it was not cool to like anything or think anything was cool or try too hard because you were dumb. And so I, I mean, I wanted to, and then I didn't because like the boys I had crushes on would make fun of me, huh? They made, they made fun of me anyway, but, and it wasn't cool to like stuff, but then I saw girls getting excited about things and it was like, okay, when they did it. And I, I just still have this thing where I'm like afraid to, or maybe that's what I'm rebelling against now in my adulthood is like, I can get into this. I can get excited. I choose my mm. own destiny, but I always think of like, I'm just thinking of Nirvana and like, uh, just being cool and try to look ugly. Like, don't even try to look cute. Like just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't try mm-hmm. in, in the nineties. Trying was the most uncool thing you could possibly ever do. 
I was a little out. I think that's why I may, I don't identify with the generation as much either too. Like I feel a little young for it, but <laughs> cause I try, you know why I've never gotten anything without trying. Like nothing has ever been like, wow, that was so miraculous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when I try really hard, that's when thing, good things happen. Yeah. I'm definitely a trier too. That's why I made you guys give me Instagram posts when I was trying to win the World Series of Comedy. I'm like, let me see how I can make. And that was good. Ask for what you need and let your friends know how they can support you because they want to. Exactly. And I don't understand why people don't do it more. And I'm always like, I will give, what do you need from me? I will do it. You know, like give me that opportunity to help you. And that's why I love when people put a Venmo in their profile or Yes. And if they don't want to, they won't. It's fine. And if they're offended, they're not your friends anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we have it figured out. Absolutely. Not me. <laughs> well, me and Mary do. So we can give you tips. Thanks. Yeah, you're fine. You're in between the two of us. So it's fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what do you want? Let's vision board a little bit. What do you guys want in the next, let's say one to three years or even shorter, you know, short term, like what would you put on your vision board? What would you like to happen? Because saying it out loud on a podcast means it's going to happen. Um, honestly, I would love to finish a novel, a very silly one. I have a couple in my head that I've been working on slowly, 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 <laughs> I thought, slowly. I thought you meant like just reading. No. <laughs> I just, just want to finish a book. <laughs> Give me a little time to finish. I a- knew what you uh, meant. Yeah, I want to write one and I want to... Um, be able to do comedy when I like, uh, because I want writing uh, books to be eventually be my full-time job over time. That's my vision board at ultimate end. It's almost like comedy is like the practice practicing of your writing, like putting it out there. Like it seems mm-hmm. like a nice little marriage there. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I, yeah, I, I think they would, those two worlds would meld well to, together. Is that word meld? I think they would mesh well together. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Is it? We'll see. Someone will comment on Mary's podcast telling me. (laughs) 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 What about you, Mark? And you shall have it, Emily. Mark, what do you want? Like two or three years? I I would like to be able to um, make enough money doing well, I would like to get back to what my 2020 was supposed to be, comedy-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would also just in general like to make enough money with graphic design and uh, comedy to quit uh, my job, uh, my full-time job that I have, and uh, sort of work for myself. Uh, that would be like the two to three-year goal, um, for sure. And I don't know, rack up another divorce. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Mark, can I ask you about that if you don't mind and tell me no tell me to fuck off but I did you have big life changes from the first time I met you to this oh, next yeah. last time that like sure. you were married uh in 2019 is that right I was married in September 2019 yeah <laughs> and then in November of 2019 she decided she didn't want to be married to me anymore <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah sorry it's okay it's been, and now it's you have a delightful is she your girlfriend or are you engaged yeah. no no engagement i'm a little nervous about marriage i <laughs> imagine so but she was just so cute and so nice and i was like wait this wait i don't know 
Yeah. Cause remember I said, Oh, is this your wife? And then you're like, no, my girlfriend. And I was like, Oh, does your wife know? No, I didn't say that. I don't know. I'm sorry. No, I'm being but yeah, she was a delight. And and so then I was like, well, good for you. You found two women to love you um, in a short period of time. I can't even. Yeah, and she's great. Yeah, Mel's a terrific. Um, I can't even get like a, somebody to text me back in the same amount of time. <laughs> Haven't even had a boyfriend. So fuck off. I'm, I mean, so happy for you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't really like me she's well if you guys do end up racking up another divorce i'll date her and we'll keep her around <laughs> so you can say hello <laughs> i'll date your girlfriend I imagine, though, <laughs> I imagine though it's probably that's got to be hard i guess um probably going through a divorce and then a pandemic oh, and it's it was terrible it was the not to bring the podcast to a steaming halt but it was the darkest time maybe in my entire existence on the planet the <laughs> first i moved she she did, told me she didn't want to be with me anymore in november uh, i i moved out in january like january 7th was when i moved into the apartment my little sad dad place worst dad and, place yeah my little sad dad apartment and uh yeah and then the pandemic that was like later that month in february it started really picking up steam and then yeah that was it it was pretty hard i had a big falling out with my best friend uh, at the time uh, which was not good and he said a lot of cruel things to me and it was a really it was a really rough time but look at me now i'm the, mm-hmm. the picture of mental health it has been <laughs> uh, just in all honesty it has been um very good to watch you get to such a good space now yeah because what do you think (laughs) what do you think got you through it uh honestly it sounds like again coming from the 90s you should know uh it sounds like a bunch of hippy dippy baloney that you know punks kids like me in the 90s would have made fun of but i really enjoy now which is you know i did uh unfortunately drink a little bit too much in those couple months <laughs> the first couple months of the pandemic half a year maybe and uh you know i kind of stopped that and i started meditating a lot and therapy and uh hiking a lot of stuff that i wasn't doing before and that pulled me out and then you know i met mel and she helped a lot and we were you know I was really nervous about stuff. So we kind of just kept, I kind of kept her at arm's length for a really long time. Mm -hmm. So we were just friends for a really long time. And, uh, but she was there, she was there for me and helped out a lot. And, you know, I had met her, she was kind of like my pandemic pal, like my one person I had in my bubble. So like she helped out a lot as well. That is really beautiful. Uh, Thanks for sharing that with me. Actually, it makes me think I had a pandemic pal early on who I liked. And I was like, this, he is going to be my boyfriend. <laughs> like, and I really had a, sorry, I didn't mean to turn it on me so quickly, but you, when you said, oh, no. No. I was like, did I have anybody? And then, and I feel like I've never really been in a real relationship, like a serious, good relationship. And I was like this, I think this is it. And, you know, we'd hang out. And then I decided, cause this is so mature and whatever. I'm just, I'm going to tell him how I feel. And he said he just liked me as a friend. Mm. <laughs> I was like, ah! <laughs> uh, I did get over it quickly because it was so above board and nothing had happened. So I do respect yeah. that and we're still cool, but I didn't have, yeah. 
I had a moment like that recently. Well, I had gone through a big breakup and it was amicable, but difficult. And, um, I will be upfront that I am definitely like a little codependent as they say. So I am like swing from one person to next person. And I was hanging out with someone a lot and really, uh, was kind of confused about feelings. And then they were like, Hey, this is not no, thank you. And I was like, Oh shit. And then I was like, I didn't even really like that person. I think I just was very lonely. Um, but they're great and we're friends, but I, I also was like, Oh no, <laughs> this was um, okay. So I was, it made me kind of think a little bit and maybe it wasn't fully what happened to you, but like unsolicited rejection where you're like, wait, I didn't even like, I'm kind of getting rejected and I didn't even put it out there or no, I was definitely like, I think I hadn't decided if I liked this person yet or not, but I was like, kind of all of my behaviors were like, and then this you could go either way. At, you were at the attic and you wrote that letter. It says, do you like me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, then I, and then I gave it to Mark. Cause it was, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it was, uh, yeah. So I, I had not decided, I think yet. I was very confused and I was like, maybe, is this maybe something? And then they were like, no. And I was like, oh, I'm just lonely. Like it went, as soon as it was not reciprocated, because I think that was also part of it as I was like, oh, does this person have a little crush on me? Am I the cutest? He, oh, person? yeah. Like, I want more of that. And then they were like, oh, no, I don't. But you're I, in a relationship now, Emily, right? Yeah. Okay. And that's going well. Yeah, she's great. I adore her. Yeah. I love that. She's a very nice lady. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was a teenager, though, I uh, I never thought anyone liked me ever. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I had I still have pretty low self esteem, but I just thought no one ever liked me. And for like the most people that I would say that I had feelings for, never was never reciprocated. Mm-hmm. So as an adult, I carried all that baggage with me as an adult, and uh, but then it would turn out like there's times in like you know, my thirties or something when I was married or whatever. And like, people would just be like, oh yeah, I had a huge crush on you in high school. And they're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, so I either, they're bullshitters or I'm just really bad at picking up at that stuff. But I also too, another hippie dippy thing that I've come to um, believe in is that I think subconsciously on some level, we only search out love that we think we're worthy of so except and I was, the love we think we deserve exactly that's supposed to be in a wallflower oh yeah what's that so okay mark you're really hitting a nerve here <laughs> i feel you and yeah nobody ever liked me in like liked me back like in middle school i think i feel like i think they liked me they just didn't want to admit it and I still have some of the same like delusions of mediocrity in adulthood where I sometimes I like, I act like everybody likes me. And then the truth is I don't have anything to show for. I say this to my best friend. I'm like, oh my God, I talk about, oh, so-and-so is obsessed with me. I'm like, what has ever happened to prove that? And here I am alone. Like what? Um, so, but I think that hope really drives me. Like I told you, like I went to Vegas just to make out with this guy who didn't live there. And, but I will say he did at one point, he did like me, like, yeah. like, you can tell. yeah, I yeah. Can- you know, we had had, you know, you rubbed fingers again. <laughs> <laughs> we had make out at one point. 
I just yeah. don't know how, like, like we never, uh, I don't know. Like I like somebody or, or I don't, or are they like me? And then I'm like, oh, they like me. And then I start chasing them and they're not into me anymore is what happens. Yeah. And then I chase them and I'm like, oh, let me create these big excuses to, yeah. Oh, I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. No, that's uh, a very normal and natural thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I've done it. So I get it. I've never done it. But I have heard that thing where, and, and I've acted on it when guys, you know, people say like, guys don't know you need. And, and like, if you're a comedian, like you, you kind of need to spell it out because guys are afraid of you. And this, mm-hmm. so I've tried everything. I'd be like, Hey, I like you or Hey, we should take a nap. I, I don't know. Just come up with crazy yeah. one-liners. And then I realized like, if they liked you, they would, they would make it, they would pers- pursue it. I think even if they were scared or didn't know if they liked anyway. Um, uh, Not if it was me. So <laughs> cog in the wheel for you. Not every guy would Here's make what it you need is you need a good friend to go over like we're in sixth grade and be like hey do you have a crush on mary what do you think of mary yeah is she she really cute like things like that i think she's really cute what do you think (laughs) emily i need you i need you for that i'm your wing girl (laughs) but then when i was because of the podcast with the wings (laughs) it's a whole new meeting like wings (laughs) with friends and dates um so, and then I always fault, uh, defaults back to, I'm just going to focus on myself. I'm yes, just going to, sure. I'm just going to work on my comedy. And <laughs> yeah. that's how I've achieved everything I've achieved so far was from rejection, I think. So <laughs> yeah, I'll show, cool. I'll show him. For a little bit after I got out of my relationship, I decided to treat me like I was my girlfriend and I was having such a great time. I did Valentine's Day that way. Oh my gosh, I got myself pajamas and bath stuff and all these little treats. And I was like, wow, I'm a great girlfriend to me. Um, and then I found someone I really like. So that threw that off, but I'm enjoying my time with her. A That's ton. exactly I like what her I did lot. for Mel for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Pajamas You're the same girlfriend. <laughs> I just will never forget this one TikTok. And this girl was like, I just went on my first date with a girl and like we had a picnic and there was so much food. Like we each brought like three cheeses and two meats and this and that. And it was just abundance. And then the, and I, and and I'm like, yeah, because women are great, you know? And I'm, and I think about the way, like, I think my group of girlfriends have like, we've gotten like taking care of each other more during the pandemic because we're all at a distance. And I think everybody's kind of suffering in their own way. So like, especially early pandemic, we would send gifts to each other and we'd zoom all the time. And it's like, yeah, we're really great. And then I go back to, I hate to quote this, but I think it was sex in the city of saying, I mean, in my hetero straight kind of whatever is that maybe my friends are my best friends are my soulmates. Yeah, Comedy is my soulmate. And maybe men are just something fun. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that in hope somebody will be like, no, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. get a knock on the door right now in the middle of this podcast. <laughs> no, no, then I'd be just kidding. <laughs> well, that's so much fun. Thank you guys so much. Was there anything we didn't talk about that we're like, I need to talk about this? This has to come out. I don't oh. think so. I had stuff come out that I didn't even think would or should. <laughs> no, I thank you for that though. I do like it when we get a little deep, but um I'm a traditional I I'm traditional. I'm a very uh, uh I'm a overshare. 
for sure. He was really uncomfortable about talking about his wing type. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let me ask you this. Last meal. What would it be if you, I don't know the circumstances of why it's your last meal, but if you could pick your last meal, what would it be? Um, I think I would do mac and cheese and homemade mashed potatoes with gravy. Yeah. And then this like marinated chicken that my mom makes. Yes. Thanks. Be mine. Um, uh, a ribeye steak, yes. medium rare, um, and these donuts that these Amish people make from Hope, <laughs> Indiana. Talking about those so much. Um, oh my gosh! In the world, but it has to be. It can't be cold or set up. It has to be the ones that are fresh. hot, fresh from the. They make them in these this big cast iron cauldron of oil. It has to be a fresh one of those uh, mashed potatoes and a crunch, a a cheesy gordita crunch with the nacho cheese shell from Taco Bell. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, And Ben and and Jerry's uh, Glamp Fire Trail. Glamp Fire. Is that like a s'mores? It's it's like a rocky road, but with like salted (gasps) stuff. And it's very good. Yum. You guys do it right. I like that. <laughs> What's yours? Um, I usually say like my mom's tortillas or my mom's burritos because she makes great Mexican food. Oh, Peely's. I got to have a Peely's uh, <laughs> taco from Peely's. Oh, I didn't get to eat there when I was there. And then it got robbed. The truck. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, not to interrupt you, but that reminded me of how much I love Peely's. It's I could eat it all. No, I love it. I love it. Um, but you, you know, the ribeye, I was like, I would probably do a ribeye or a filet. And then... um. Uh, over the last year, I also I try. I learned how to make like buttermilk biscuits because that's probably one of my favorite oh. breads and butter. Really, are so Ooh. good. I'm trying to quit, but um, buttermilk biscuits and like a steak, and then a Bosa donut, which is a local donut place. So you, you, Mark, you hit the right, you hit the right chords there. <laughs> you guys, this has been so much fun. Thank you yeah, so much, Emily Davis, that. Mark Book Walter. Where can people follow you? What do you want them to do? uh there's the secret opinion pod yeah. on instagram you can follow both of us there absolutely and give the pod a little follow you can go to markbookwaltercomedy.com and mm-hmm. i will eventually put shows on it when i think <laughs> to do that yeah okay and i'm probably gonna sell merch on there again see this is sometimes this is the reminder you're like you gotta you gotta get on that yeah and if i add anything to buy from me i will put it on mark's website <laughs> we should start making opinion postures to say like uh you know silly geese in no mm-hmm. rude baloney we'll send you one if we make them marry <laughs> that's right you kept saying that and i was like what are we doing <laughs> but i'll tell you this is the best like delightful hour i've spent so it's always a good time with you guys Thank you so much. Hey, everybody, please go ahead and follow Wings with Friends on Instagram. I'd appreciate it. Give us a five-star review. Um, Do all those things because, you know, that's what we live for. So uh, thanks so much for joining us today. We'll see you next time on Wings with Friends. Bye-bye. Bye.